in as little as 10 minutes, I think we can completely change how we're feeling, what emotions we're experiencing, and therefore how we attack the rest of the day. How? Let's get into it. In the last couple of episodes, we've touched on and explored the idea that um, emotions and muscles can be tied together in the way that they work or the way that we lose connection to them. So if there's a negative association when we start to um, shut off from certain emotions because of our experiences and therefore the muscles shut off, then surely we can work the other way. And that's exactly what I want to put forward in this podcast episode. So if we take the idea of emotional mapping from uh, Richard Aceves, then if we are shutting down in an area which is causing us to compensate and cause pain for us, then when we start to connect to the muscles which we're shutting down from, then the emotions start to come back as well and we start to experience what our nervous system has taken us away from. And that is um, quite a slow process, Um, can take time to create the physical connection to what our body is, um, for want of um, sort of a better explanation, it's wanted to us to avoid in order to keep us safe. So the nervous system is always looking to protect us and that's why we will shut down from certain areas of the body and certain emotions. So there's a couple of things which um, will play into how we can get that back in a physical sense. And one of those is to increase the neural output in the muscles that we're disconnecting from. So if we want to increase the neural output in a muscle, we want to ensure that we are working uh, the correct muscle and in a way that it is capable of doing. So as you can imagine, when something's completely shut down in the body, then it's gonna take a lot of work uh, to get that back. And also, its capability when we first start is gonna be very low because, like I say, the nervous system has been protecting us from connecting to it. So when we think about the gym, we often think about doing um, full range movements, but if we are, Um, disconnecting from a certain muscle that does a specific job in that full movement pattern and it's very likely that we'll compensate during that movement pattern to avoid using the thing which our nervous system is protecting us from. So we could use things that are specifically targeted at muscles within a range that is um, accessible to them to start to get them working again. So we want two things really, we want increased blood flow and nervous system um, mind-muscle connection, so the neural output. And there are two ways we can do that. We can do high rep to begin with to start to feel how the muscle should work, but also we want to use holds on the muscle. So where the muscle is really working, and we might have to use our hands to on the other side to, to feel the muscle working Um, to ensure that it's working because the neural connection and the feedback from the muscle to the brain might not be at a stage where it's strong enough yet, but that will come with time if we can make it work consistently and safely over a period of time. So 
when we start to to look at that if we start with isometrics or a combination of reps and isometrics and holding that muscle in a position where it's working hard over time we will start to get better connection in that muscle so if we want to look at this in a way of changing how we feel within 10 minutes as this um, episode is labeled then what we can do is look at what happens when we shut down from two particular muscles in the upper body now just before I, I explain which two I'd like to attack with this it's worth mentioning another idea to go alongside that emotional mapping and that comes from a book by Deb Shapiro called your body speaks your mind now in that it it looks around the same idea of the body physically showing what's happening mentally to us but approaches it with a very good question which is what does that part of the body represent to us and that way we can look at it from a slightly different angle to see what it is that we might be avoiding or what we might be feeling which causes our body to hold tension the way it does so it figuratively looks at what's happening literally in the body which is a very good question we can ask to ourselves if something like emotional mapping seems a little too far-fetched so if we're looking at the upper body then we usually hold our tension towards the spine in the neck or in the trap because we get figurative um, sayings like we're, we've got the weight of the world on our shoulders or we're carrying the world on our shoulders and what we tend to do in that is our posture of our shoulders rise and we start to hold the tension up there into our traps, into our neck and over time because those muscles like don't like to do that job we're going to get discomfort and we're going to get that pain signal from the body to say please can you listen we don't like to do this job so when we are feeling like we've got the world on our shoulders there's usually something we can narrow down which would explain why we feel like we've got the world on our shoulders and something we are disconnecting from that we can then go back to break down the story of what's happening and try to connect back in and two of those things can be when we start to lose joy in what we're doing which then for causes this sort of roll forward so we start to lose joy we start to uh, start to lose passion things like that we start to round over and go in towards ourselves which again raises the shoulders and we start to get the neck pain but we get these this sort of caved in sort of posture when we are lacking things like joy and our passion and there's one type of figurative cause of the the um, literal posture but then on the other side we've also got when we're not pinning pulling ourselves back we start to lose our confidence and then we start to shrug again and go into ourselves and then if we then think about well, what do those mean and then we apply it back to the emotional mapping idea then if we start to engage our pec then we start to get our feeling of joy and that's where that's tied into and then if we start to connect back into our lats we start to get our confidence back so you can start to think of 
people who um, it's a, it's something that we'll see um, around in people when when they're walking, when they're presenting, when uh, they're just going about their daily lives, or when they're in social situations. You'll see the people whose shoulders come back nice, set down, and we see those people as more confident. And that's exactly what the lats give to us. They bring with that posture that we can take on what's going on around us in the world. And when we start to lose that and come into ourselves, we're losing that sense of confidence, the sense of joy. So with those two ideas put together, then if we can connect to the muscles which create or are aligned to those types of emotions, then we can literally change our posture within 10 minutes. We can change how we feel within 10 minutes and we can go about our day in a completely different way. So something like this idea could be used before things on purpose so that we approach them differently. If we've got a presentation to do, even if we're going out for a date with our spouse, then we can approach that in a different way just by nipping outside, doing something for 10 minutes that changes our state completely, changes how we're approaching whatever it is that we're about to do. Because we don't want to be going, giving a presentation with our posture like this and our energy coming inside. We want to exude confidence. We want the joy in what we're speaking about to come across. The same as we do if we're dating our spouse. We want to have fun. We want to be out there and enjoying the experience rather than worrying and taking our energy in. So, if we're going to apply that from a workout, what we're gonna do is use an every minute on the minute format and go backwards and forwards just for 10 minutes. So, can we find an exercise, and there are many, many out there, which connect to the lower pec? And the lower pec wants to bring tension in towards the body and down. So you'll see the pec starts to turn on as I do that, sorry if you're listening. So we're gonna create tension in towards the body and down in towards the belly button. That's what the lower pec loves to do. So if we can find an exercise where we really feel that working, maybe it's cable flies, maybe it's a sandbag floor press, maybe it's dumbbells, maybe it's a barbell, whatever creates that tension will get those muscles fibers working and we want to use the one which we feel the best because that's all exercises are, a way to get to a stimulus. So if we pick the one which gives us the best stimulus, then we're gonna get the best response in terms of connecting to those emotions and to the muscle. So if we do that for the pecs on one minute, pick something which is between eight and 10 reps and we want our body to be starting to um, get tired of that rep range, uh, of that movement in that rep range, and then we're just gonna rest the rest of the minute. On the next minute, we're gonna try and find something which connects to the lat dorsi, which runs down the, the back of the body on the outside, and that creates tension away from the body and down. So both of those are starting to bring that tension from the shoulders that we're raising up and we're starting to hold tension in the neck it starts to bring tension in the shoulders down. So it actually relaxes us from this stored tension style of posture. It brings them down, it sets our shoulders in, it gives us that joy and confidence. And when we go back to work in the lat, there are things like 
um, I wouldn't use a, a lat pull down because it, it can take you into um, another muscle group called the teres major and that's not really what we're after here. If we use like a seated row, we can use a landmine row, we can again use a sandbag row, a dumbbell row, but anything that creates tension away from the body and down is going to get that lat dorsi firing. So can we pick something that's between six and eight reps and do that on the second minute? And all we're gonna do for 10 minutes is rotate backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards for 10 minutes. And all I want you to do is to try this. See how you feel before, see how your posture is, see what you're putting out to the world. And then 10 minutes later, or maybe 12 minutes if you have a couple of minutes rest afterwards, see how you feel, see how you approach things afterwards. How, how do you look in the mirror? How do you perceive what's going on in the outside world? Because when we start to use exercise for things like this, to change our state, to change how we are approaching our lives, that's where we've got real power. And then when we start to drill into this, that's when we really get into the things of, oh, this is why um, exercise can be so beneficial for our mental health, because we can really zero in it, in on what do I need for my day? Who do I want to be coming out of this workout? And what do I want to approach this workout for? If we go in with an intent, then it's much better in terms of our control and, and getting wins from our workouts rather than turning up ticking boxes and just doing what it says on the sheet. Because then we're just adhering to what somebody else is telling us that we should do. And it takes ourselves and our consideration of what we need out of the equation. I would rather put, I would much rather put that back in. Yes, it, it does matter what we're doing, but it matters more the intention behind why we're doing it. Because then if something isn't working for us, say one of those exercises options that I've given isn't working for you, we can quickly change to another. We just have to apply the principles. If we start then to think for the lat, oh, I'm not quite feeling the lat on this. Even if I hold at an end range, I know it's working. I'm not getting that neural connection. Then we can try something else. And if there is one where you go, that's the one, then cool, that's the one that you would do. Because it's all about you and what you need from the exercise. Like eight to 10 reps of bench press is just that, eight to 10 reps of bench press. But if I ask you for eight to 10 reps of feeling the lower pec work, then you might be able to switch exercises to be able to feel that better. And then that's your exercise and you're getting what you need from that workout. There's a big difference. And this is how we start to apply all of these sort of principles to better benefit us and benefit our lives going forward. Thank you for making it to the end of the episode. You could have been doing anything with that time, but you chose to listen to me. And for that, I'm really grateful. Don't forget to follow the podcast if you want to be notified of future episodes. And I'll speak to you on the next one.